So the Gator Bowl in Florida, we have two teams that a lot of people had given up on, uh, Notre Dame and South Carolina, both eight and four. Both finished up the years surprisingly good. Uh, Notre Dame started off with Ohio State, and I watched that game, and actually I didn't expect them to be as good as they were. They were leading a lot of that game. And I was I was really surprised. You know, I know Mar- I figure Marcus Freeman's probably going to turn out to be a good head coach. He's like one of those guys, like Luke Fickle or Leonard from Wisconsin, and you know, just that's you know, even Shiano back when I was at Bucknell playing with Shiano. I mean, we were thinking he, you know, people thought he'd be a good head coach. There's just certain people that they have that thing about them. It's like, oh, they would be a good coach, you know. So I, I'm, Freeman seems to have that. It's just you know, it's his first year. It was a huge changeover. You're you're a whole new I mean this has been a Brian Kelly program for a long time so the alt the ultimate culture is still there the Notre Dame culture is strong you know uh under the Brian Col- uh, Kelly regime but still it's there's a change you know a changeover so I thought they were strong against Ohio State and and then when they got beat by Marshall I think everybody was like oh my god you know like they stink <laughs> And, you know, Marshall's not bad, but okay, I know. They shouldn't have lost to Marshall. That was obviously a huge letdown after Ohio State. And they're still changing over that program. But they won three in a row after that, beating a good North Carolina team and a pretty decent BYU team. Uh, Then they lost another kind of one you're like scratching your head, 16 to 14 to Stanford. But again, Stanford held the ball the whole time. Uh, And that was one of the few times because Notre Dame's defense was strong this year, but... In that game, yeah, they couldn't, they hardly had the ball. And Stanford just whooped their butt in the trenches. And then then Notre Dame almost won the rest of their games. They won, what, six, five in a row. They beat Clemson. That that really, that because there was a lot of bad talk about them. They need to fire offensive coordinator. That's, that might be true to a degree. But anyways, they beat Clemson, kind of shut everybody up for a minute. And then they really fought hard against USC. They lost, but they fought hard. So... They're in this go now. South Carolina is not something you know. Notre Dame's game was garnering a lot of attention this year. South Carolina just are they getting you know Beamer somehow? Shane Beamer is the new coach there. He somehow got them into a bowl game last year, kind of crazy, almost fluky in a way. Um, I mean, I'm just saying a general perception. I'm not saying exactly what I thought. Just you know, some guy, this guy from Virginia Tech, a special teams coach, you know, got him in this, you know. South Carolina's had uh, what Will Muschamp. That thing wasn't really working out. Uh, Muschamp, of course, had some good defense there, but um, they had some. They had really tough schedules, some injuries. I'm not making excuses, but the bottom fell out at the end. In in 2020, the pandemic year, uh, before uh, you had Steve Spurrier, before Will Muschamp, and Spurrier just kind of ran his time out. I mean, he did a great job at stuff. I mean, 11 and 2, 11 and 2, but then he just started to fall. 7, 6, 3 and 9, he was out. Muschamp couldn't turn it around. And then comes Shane Beamer. They kind of fluke out a bowl and uh, still you got a crazy COVID time going on. And like, what's going on here? Well, this year, you know, they they uh, they lose to Arkansas. They got killed by Georgia. They're 1 and 2. They beat Charlotte and Georgia State, now they're two and two, and SC State. So I'm not even sure why these these teams are on their schedule. And that's another thing. That's like really weak. So they played two SEC teams got killed, three like basically FCS, I'm just saying, and it's three and two, okay. Then they beat Kentucky. 
Now, Kentucky wasn't as good as people thought they would be this year. So, But still, that was a good win. Then they beat Texas A&M in a good one. And Texas A&M, again, still not as good as people, whatever. So then they lose to Missouri. Then they beat Vanderbilt. Then they get killed by Florida. So at this point, you're like, and then you start, you know, at this point, Kentucky and Texas A&M aren't as good. So you're kind of like, what did South Carolina do this year? They kind of got whooped up when they should have and won other games they should have and had an easier schedule than expected. And then they beat Tennessee. And yes, Tennessee had some huge wins and they were they had a letdown and Hendon Hooker got hurt. But in saying all that, you can't take that away from what South Carolina did there. Special teams, Beamer Ball was amazing. Um, Rattler, out of nowhere, suddenly became the like the potential people were saying about this the QB. And then they beat Clemson back-to-back. And that game I saw a lot of. And... Uh, I mean, Clemson has their issues with their quarterback, whatever. You can make excuses, excuses, excuses. Look, they beat two of the best teams at the end of the year, back-to-back. That, that, that's, that was the year right there. So in a year where you know you, they probably could have been 6-6 six and six very easily again. And, you know, it worked out. And, you know, so Beamer has got a culture going on there. He's kind of this, like, almost innocent, like, Got like us against the world. We can do this. We're going to do it with special teams. We're going to get a quarterback that people have talked down about, and he's going to put it in their face, you know. And and I don't even know what they're doing on defense. They have a defensive coordinator, Clayton White, who's um, he's a young guy. He's coming up. He was um, Scott Schaefer back in the day. That's a quarter stuff. And then lately, he was under Maurice Crum. I mean, he worked with Maurice Crum. And that's the DJ Durkins stuff, and they're kind of doing that 3-2 over there right now. So I think that, you know, I look at what Clayton White does. It's kind of just your standard hybrid 4-3. So I'm not really sure what to think. But, but, but the fact is they've been solid on defense last two years, if anything. I mean, it wasn't as good this year. They lost some players, and that hurt. Uh, but, but, but anyways, uh, had some good defensive backs, uh, actually. I, they had some different stuff. Um, really good defense tackle. I, I could go through some of the names. But overall, you know, it was an okay defense. Um, it, it was more about, you know, the big the big things they did at the end of the year uh, had a lot to do with uh, Rattler, uh, the QB, and, and the offense. And, um, uh, and, and yeah, Rattler, I mean, and also uh, Antoine Wells, just 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 the offense and special teams and different things that happened there, and just and just like Beamer Ball and just the culture there. So that's what it had a lot to do with. Uh, it, as far as Notre Dame, I mean, no one's complained about their defense this year. Al Golden came over, and Marcus Freeman's a defensive coach, but Al Golden has played for a lot of different coaches, but recently he was under um, Patricia. Matt Patricia, and then Lou Anarumo for the Bengals. And Lou Anarumo's been doing a lot of mixed stuff. I have my Bengals podcast, the very first podcast on here, talk about Lou and the wild stuff he's doing. And I feel like he brought that into Notre Dame because they're running a 3-3, which I love. And, and Luke Fickle sort of tended towards that, and that's where Freeman was with on him on that. But they're still more 4-3-ish. And Al Golden's been 4-3 in the past. But they're doing 3-3, and I think this is some of the influence from this other stuff lately. This is strong like it's always been under Mike Elko, his guy Clark Lee after Marcus Freeman a year ago under Brian Kelly, 
and now Marcus Freeman as head coach and Al Golden as his defensive coordinator. It's still strong. So the defense is not a problem, not what people were talking about this year. It was the offense. Uh, they started off with the quarterback. They went to another guy, Drew Pine. Uh, it, it, a lot of people were calling for Tommy Reese head, said he was a good coordinator. Um, you know, they, they, they were running back by committee. Uh, they've got a few guys there with, you know, the, the yards come out to almost, uh, oh, you know, about 1800 yards or so. Uh, so, so running back by committee worked out pretty well. Uh, their offense was a stronger, a little bit stronger by the end of the year. Um, Tommy Rees is a, as a Brian Kelly guy all the way. Uh, I don't know that, you know, maybe he does need to be replaced. I haven't really studied his stuff. When I watched that first game, it wasn't anything egregious that I said, oh, this guy stinks. Uh, there's just a lot of transition. But Marcus Freeman, I would think if he'd make any mistakes, it would be about what kind of offensive scheme. And he may really have to think about that. Um, get more progressive. Talk to Luke Fickle. Luke Fickle's always, I always feel Luke Fickle knows what to do next. So, yeah, no, just... Um, yeah, you know, they, they might, maybe the fans might be right. I don't know. But the bottom line is now, as we head into this game, you know, so South Carolina has a, a, a strong offense and defense, and, and Notre Dame's been more on the one side, um, and South Carolina has these special teams. Um, I mean, Notre Dame's, I mean, don't get me wrong, Notre Dame's defense is better, I mean, statistically and overall, it's definitely better than South Carolina. I'm not saying that. Uh, the South Carolina situation is uh, in the passing game. They will give up a lot of passes, but look who they're playing. Okay, so that's the thing there. And then, you know, so I I mean, well, let's take a look at who's like out. Obviously, Drew Pine, he's going to transfer. So Tyler Buckner, who started against Ohio State, is back, and he's more of a dual threat guy. They've got some guys injured at receiver, uh, Michael Meyer, they're great tight end, one of the best tight ends in football. He's he's opting out for the NFL. Huge loss. And then the other big loss is uh, Foskey on the defensive. Uh, he's like 12 sacks. He's opting out. A strong backup defensive tackle, Lacey's opting out. Uh, Cam Hart at cornerback is opting out. And he was one of their starting corners and very good. They've got other guys. They've got depth there at defensive back. But... Yeah, so they're missing some major people. Uh, so South Carolina, not as much. Marshawn Lloyd is not is he's uh, transferring. Suppose um, surprisingly, um, he's been injured anyway. Was he going to play? Um, uh, I don't know. I don't think so. And then uh, yeah, Rattler is going to play. Of course, that's a big news. I've been saying his name. Uh, Josh Van receiver is injured. Um, yeah, they're missing their offensive tackle. Wanham, he's opting out. He's a big one. And uh, oh, and, and they're mis- missing three of their defensive backs: Cam Smith. Uh, who else? Um, uh, Smith, Rush, Reed. <laughs> so yeah, they've got they're missing a lot too. In fact, it's maybe worse than Notre Dame. Well, but some of the Notre Dame guys are huge. I mean, Foskey and the tight end are really big. So, oh, it's just kind of even. Like, they're just both missing. There's more more attrition for South Carolina, but some big ones on the other side for Notre Dame. So I don't know who to give that to. It's in Florida, so it's going to be more of a home game for South Carolina, but Notre Dame fans travel. Um, You know, I, I, I don't know that. I know they've scored points at the end of the year. Uh especially that USC game. 
Pine had a big game for him, for him but he's not even going to be playing this game. So, I mean, but Buckter is a dual threat. I almost feel like this Tommy Reese with some time, they could have kind of a decent little plan put together using Buckter. And they've been through the year now. They kind of know what they have, and, uh, unlike the first game of the year. And then their defensive uh, backfield. Yes, I know they're missing those, some of those guys up front. Uh, it's a tough game to pick again. Just another one of these games where there's a lot missing. It, it might be a great game. We've seen a couple games turn out to be great. Oklahoma played today with a bunch of guys missing and actually played really well, especially on the offensive line for how many guys were missing. So who knows? You know, you could still get high quality, but it is a heck of a thing. I think Dave Doran or someone was talking. Who was it? And they were very upset. Like, look, this is what we have. This is what we have to deal with. It's not like anybody's happy about it. Um... Well, I mean, all these players, all this attrition. So, yeah, Notre Dame's missing some of those big guys on defense. So they're picked to win. It's only like a two-point spread. Uh, South Carolina, they're they're more like, I swear to God, I was going to pick Notre Dame. I was really going to stay on Notre Dame on their side of this ledger. But I just have a... I don't know if I'm getting caught up in Beamer ball here, you know, a little bit too much. I like that they have Rattler, that he could really, you know, they might want to go out there and really show something in this game. They're going to be kind of home in Florida. Um, And with those big guys missing on the defense for Notre Dame, it bothers me, uh, you know, because that's where they're going to, that's where they, that's where they lie. I mean, that's, that's where their MO is. I mean, they have to play good defense. Bertrand and Kaiser, I think the two linebackers are still there. So they still have a lot of people. Eddie Emiliola, however you say his name, Griffith, the safety. Yeah, it's a tough call. It's like a toss-up. But I'm sort of going to say toss-up. If Notre Dame still plays really tough defense, and it's gonna, you're going to know as a fan just why. Is Rattler playing well? Is a South Carolina offense, they're not going to just win on special teams and defense. They're going to have to do stuff on offense. And Notre Dame's missing enough people. I think right now South Carolina is just flying high, and Beamer has them so excited. Um, you know, it's crazy speculation if that's true. I also think Marcus Freeman has something solid going on, even though he lost. So I think it just could be a close game. And a tough fight to the end. Um, I sort of think South Carolina might pull it out in front of the home crowd in Florida. But I kind of want to make... But I, I think Notre Dame should be the favorite, if that makes any sense. Take the points in South Carolina. What is it, two points? But anyways...